Hey, Shortwave. I'm Margaret, the intern. Nice to meet you. Usually, I like being behind the scenes, but I couldn't help myself today. I'm here to share with you, dearest listener, one of my favorite shortwave episodes of all time. Many people I know took up a quarantine hobby. Maybe they were knitting or learning a new language, and I was slightly less industrious with all of my new time, but not less fun. I got really into board games. Wingspan combines science and board games. It's full of all these cool bird facts, it's got caterpillar tokens, and it's kind of my ideal night in. (laughs) Since its release in 2019, it's sold almost a million copies, and it's even a video game now. And it has a spin-off birding field guide. So today, I'm sharing with you an episode on what started as a little indie board game with a big dream and is now a huge avian success. Let's listen to this episode, which originally aired in February of 2020, and see if you can discover your inner birder with me. Here's the show. You're listening to Shortwave from NPR. Hey, everybody. Maddie Safaya here with Shortwave reporter Emily Kwong. Hey, Maddie. So last weekend, I did something extremely nerdy. On brand. Continue. Hi. Okay. Well, I organized a science-themed board game day. So we're at Crossroads Tabletop Tavern in Manassas, Virginia. My partner Duncan and two of our colleagues, Emily Vaughn and Rebecca Ramirez, gathered to play Wingspan, which is a competitive bird collection game. And one to five players. A bird collection game, huh? Mm, A fiercely competitive bird collection game. We're going to play the less competitive version because I know who you all are. You don't want to end some friendships today? Remember the last time we played charades? (laughs) I remember I won. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that. that. So in Wingspan, you are a bird enthusiast. Got it trying to attract birds to your network of wildlife preserves. Makes sense. And the birds are represented through 170 illustrated cards. You'll have a painting of a bird in the middle, indigo bunting, barn owl, what have you. And the card will be packed with science-backed bird data. I mean, here we go. That card has the bird's diet, nest type, habitat, and you employ this scientific information in order to play the game, which is exactly what bird watcher Elizabeth Hargrave had in mind when she made it. Very cool. Okay, and this game has been pretty popular, right? I mean, you don't already know that? (laughs) You know I'm not into the board games. Okay, this will impress you. It won Germany's Kennerspiel des Jahres, I'm sorry. or Expert Game of the Year award. Yeah, no, I know what that is. It's a big, yeah. Uh-huh. I'll help you out. It is like a Best Picture Oscar Ooh. in the board gaming world. Okay. And Wingspan, it marks the first time in history a woman has won this particular award with solo credit on the design, Ay. which is staggering considering this is the first game Elizabeth Hargrave has ever made. When you're good, you're good, you know? <laughs> True. So today on the show, the question that literally every single person is asking, how do you build a family game night with scientific integrity? Something we care so much about on Shortwave, we'll meet the mind behind Wingspan and talk about the surge in STEM-inspired board games. All right, Emily Kwong, today we're talking about Wingspan, a board game steeped in bird science. And bird art. And you got to meet the designer. I did. 
How are you, Elizabeth? Good, nice to meet you? you. I'm Emily Kwan. Elizabeth Hargrave lives in Maryland in a house festooned by the natural world, inside and out. There's blueberry bushes out front, a vegetable garden out back, and right where a giant oak tree once stood before it was toppled by Hurricane Irene is a birdbath the size of a kiddie pool. And planted about, like tiki torches, are bird feeders. We'll get, um, like, downy woodpeckers and Carolina wrens and... Things like that on them. We gave up on seed because the squirrels eat it before the birds can. (laughs) So Elizabeth is a career health policy consultant, and her husband, Matt Cohen, is a landscape designer. And they got seriously into bird watching after a trip to Costa Rica. They now track the birds they've seen using eBird, a massive online database. And they even plan their vacations around seeing native birds in particular places, like flamingos in the Yucatan or puffins in New England. I love all the water birds. I grew up in Florida, so I like the big wading birds, and they're easy to see. (laughs) And a lot of birders participate in science, like, pretty regularly. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's those big community projects where they help catalog where birds are and where they aren't. It's kind of awesome. They are. And this is not their only hobby. When you go into Elizabeth and Matt's house, there is this huge bookcase on the wall, but it's not filled with books. It's filled with board games. And there's an empty table. Ready to go for game night. Matt laid out and everything. So in 2014, Elizabeth's game group had a conversation that changed her life. They were talking about how much they love the mechanics of many board games, dice rolling, collecting items, but the themes were somewhat repetitive. There's a lot of games about castles and about trains and about space. And I'm just like not excited about those things. There's a lot that are... And Matt said, you know, there should be a board game about birds. And my brain just sort of latched onto that and started thinking about it. And I was like, I could I could make that game. So Elizabeth broke out her trusted Sibley field guides yes. and started making bird cards. And she started to think about how to represent the rules of ecology as board game mechanics in the same way, let's say, you build settlements in Catan. Most board games have resources in them that are like wood and ore and stone and I was like what would the resources be if this wasn't a game about humans if it was like a game about birds instead and so the resources are the things that the birds eat. So in Wingspan you are a bird enthusiast yes and to attract birds to your network of wildlife preserves you have to offer them food. Seeds and fruit and mammals and fish, and insects, invertebrates. Broadly represented by five colorful tokens. We got invertebrate tokens. We do. I'm into this game. What are we talking? Arachnids? Nematodes? What are we doing? Caterpillars. Fine. All right. Fine. (laughs) But it exists. Invertebrates. They made it into a game. And, you know, from this first light bulb moment, creating the mechanic around bird food, came other ideas. Like, what if dice were rolled in a bird feeder type tower? And what if points were, I don't know, acquired by laying eggs? And what if the bird powers in the game mirrored bird behavior in real life? So take, for example, the acorn woodpecker. They drill holes in trees. Store those acorns in those tree cubbies. That's right. In nature, that's called food caching. And in the game, if you acquire seed tokens... You store them on that card and they're worth points at the end of the game. So the game is resembling how birds behave in nature. Another example, predation. So the Cooper's hawk, if you draw that card and then you get another card with a smaller bird, you can tuck it beneath the hawk card, symbolizing that the hawk has gobbled up its prey. Yeah. 
And when we played, one person really embraced this strategy. It's very on brand that Duncan's is murdering other oh. birds, oh. and Emily is, is including more in her flock. <laughs> wow, I feel like that. Oh. Where's the lie, Duncan? Rebecca, you don't even know what my brand is. Honestly, smack talk is the best part about competing, in my experience. So, okay, if I was going to win, and I would, what would be the best strategy for the game? Well, there are multiple paths to victory in okay. Wingspan, and a variety of cards. Like, the bald eagle isn't inherently more powerful than the backyard chickadee. It's all in how you use it. Mm -hmm. And most importantly for Elizabeth, the cards are factual. So in making them, she drew from eBirds, the Cornell Lab of Ornithology's All About Birds website, the Audubon Guide to North American Birds, and of course, her Sibley Field Guides. Sounds like a lot of data gathering. Yes, your favorite. And the spreadsheet Elizabeth made for Wingspan after harvesting all this data is 596 rows long. <laughs> she showed it to me. So... <gasps> this is the inside architecture of Wingspan! I feel like a spy! All right. A spy? <laughs> I was pretty excited. Remember, Elizabeth, she spent most of her career as a health policy analyst. So this is by no means her biggest spreadsheet. No, she's very good at gathering data and organizing it. But this is her very first game. And while she's not a scientist, her game is kind of a quiet lesson in ecology. At least that was Angela Chuang's impression. She's a lecturer at the University of Tennessee, Knoxville. And while reviewing the game for Science Magazine, noticed something about how the bird cards complemented one another. You kind of start off with a completely blank nature uh, preserve, and you're trying to attract these birds into your preserve one at a time. So, like, you know, the order actually really matters, and you might get a different community depending on who gets there first. So the first bird cards you place in your nature preserve impacts other bird cards in the future. And that is a real concept in ecology known as the priority effect. That states like, you know, the order in which species arrive to a, a new habitat can actually dictate the way that community structures itself. That's fun. This is fun. Yeah. Here's what's interesting. Elizabeth Hargrave while not an ornithologist, by sticking to the facts when it came to bird behavior, ended up modeling some of the inner workings of ecosystems in the game, which, again, was not on purpose. Right, but I think it's cool that it also does that accidentally. <laughs> I mean, at what, point, at what point do you think what works in science also works in games? That's a really good question. I mean, I think that's kind of where my head was at when I first started thinking about wingspan was that concept that like all of these economic systems that we model in board games really do have a lot of parallels in nature. And I was feeling like no one had really exploited that in a board game. So supply and demand, resource scarcity, these economic ideas represented in board games obviously exist in nature too. Yeah, if, if one critter is using up a certain resource, then it's not there for others. And I feel like Wingspan is coming at a time where there has been this boom in STEM-powered board games, right? Yeah. The past five or six years, we have now Evolution, Terraforming Mars, Cytosis. Mm. You would love that game. And for Elizabeth, this signals a growing appetite for board games that explore a greater diversity of themes from a greater diversity of designers. When Wingspan came out last year, her hope was simply to get birders into board gaming and board gamers into birding. But what I hadn't really thought about is that there's this set of people who are already birders and board gamers, and they 
lost it. <laughs> Speaking of losing, I lost our game of wingspan. Boo. The other three, they all tied. And it was only broken by the fact that Duncan had more food in his cash. Got him. I told you he would win. But we can award first and second and third place. Then we all walked away feeling a little bit more connected to our avian friends. Which is all you can ask in a bird game, honestly. Mm-hmm. It was an afternoon well spent. But honestly, Kwong, don't bring me another board game episode unless you can win it. <laughs> all it says when my script is Kwong returns sass, well, but my brain is blank. Can we just wrap this episode up? This episode was produced by Rebecca Ramirez, who didn't win, fact-checked by Emily Vaughn, who also <laughs> lost, and Viet Laie, who did not play. And thank you to Josh Newell and James Willits for engineering this episode. I'm Maddie Safayat. I'm Emily Kwong. Thanks for listening to Shortwave from NPR. Shortwave.